Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hello everyone, Charles Guthrie here from We Eat Stuff. Today's podcast is going to be introduced and outroed by me, Charles Guthrie, because I did most of the talking during this podcast and I got a little inebriated thanks to uh, our guest, Jeff Friesen, who brought by some lovely Four, uh, Four Roses bourbon, a uh, special juniper cask, and we had a lovely conversation that spanned a lot of different topics, including beer, um, physics, cooking, of course, and uh, ketchup, believe it or not. It's a very fun conversation, and thank you all for joining us, and here's our interview. Hey, Jeff. What's up? What's up? Hello. Well, I was taught in college that the answer to what's up mm-hmm. is the negative gradient of the gravitational vector field. Mm. Pretty nerdy. I don't say that very often. Yeah. Very good. But I will definitely remember it forever. Because like up it. is just an arbitrary direction because the Earth rotates around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's, relative to gravity. Yeah, it's anti core word. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a simpler way to say it. Mm. So. We're going to geek out. Well, yeah. What's up is the same for all of us. Mm. Indeed. Mm. Well, or it's the same for no one. Mm. <laughs> Depending on what way you think of it. Mm. <laughs> Since we're standing on a sphere. Yeah. The spheres are pretty cool. Yeah, mm. sure. If it was a cube, that'd be really weird. Yeah. So welcome to the physics podcast. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We pontificate on stuff. We can talk about that. Sure. We, we could. You know about physics? I, it was, I think, my favorite course in college. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I had a passionate instructor, so for for both my physics courses, and mm. yeah, it was really fun. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I Very loved good. Going, loved going to class, which was kind of rare for me. Mm. Yeah. I was pretty good in school, mm. <clears throat> but that was, I remember that being pretty fun. Yeah, I see you have a friend there. Yeah, waffles. <laughs> I like dogs. Yeah. Dogs Not are to cool. eat, don't worry. <laughs> He'll hang out with you. Even if your name is a delicious food. <laughs> we meant it that way. Ah, um, what are we drinking? Well, what would you bring for us today? In lieu of Juniper's Four Roses barrel that we picked out last year, this is Four Roses small batch mm-hmm. barrel strength. Excellent. Good. Love Four good. Roses anything, even if it's the cheapest you can get. And this is pretty delicious. True. It's good. Thank you very much. Salute. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Click. 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 Thank you. Mm. Can you tell us more about your sciencey background? I'm yeah. curious about this. Yeah. Well, so my dad is a physician. He practices mm-hmm. in Fenton. <clears throat> Family practitioner. Mm-hmm. Migraine headache specialty. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. So I grew up <clears throat> around medicine, and. Um, so I, I was, I really liked science growing up because mm-hmm. my dad did and, you know, he helped me with science projects and doing various science related things. So I remember, you know, in grade school, middle school and high school, you know, either wanting to be a doctor or my grandfather on my mom's side was a pilot. So mm-hmm. I, I wanted cool. to be in the Air Force. I was like, hmm. flight surgeon. <laughs> so that was kind of a direction I wanted to go, and then hmm. I decided that wasn't a 
a good route. I think I think myopia made the decision for me not mm-hmm. to go into the Air Force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went to Truman State. I was, you know, my I would BS in biology because hmm. um, I was in the pre med route. Ah, sure. And then through you know different circumstances, I decided I didn't want to be a, a physician. Mm-hmm. I remember in physiology, we we castrated live rats, mm. oh. and cutting into something with your while your other hand is on it, and you can feel it's soft, mm-hmm. warm, the the heart beating, and sure, yeah. mm-hmm. was a is very different from uh, dissecting cadavers. Or, sure, of course, you know, yeah. You know, rats or cats or anything like that. Like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. So that got me thinking. But, uh, I mean, I've always been, you know, science-minded. Mm-hmm. So I, I pick up pick up things, especially in, in food and cooking, hmm. very well. Hmm. You know, why, why certain things, you know, react the way they do. You know, how can we do this better? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and I did. I didn't decide to go into cooking until a lot later in life. I was thinking about teaching mm-hmm. science. I actually moved back after college and started at Missouri Baptist, where my mom worked, to get my teaching degree. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I taught homeschoolers some science really? for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I taught sixth grade science at a private school in Kirksville. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, that was really fun. I, I love yeah. teaching. Yeah. I, I haven't taught at Kitchen Conservatory in the last, you know, half a year mm-hmm. just because of the new job. But, you know, for the last three years, I think, three or four years, I'm teaching pasta and gnocchi classes mm. there. Neat. Which is was really fun. Yeah. Well, how'd you get your start in cooking then? <clears throat> you know, I, I realized that you know, teaching science wasn't what I really wanted to do, so I started looking. Uh, I worked for my dad for a while at his office, you know, as a medical assistant. Hmm. And um, after a few years of that, I'm like, I need to figure out what I want to do. Like, this isn't a career. Hmm. So I thought, you know, what do I really like to do? I think back then my mind was really limited, like my ideas were limited mm-hmm. about what I could do. Mm-hmm. And my cousin John <clears throat> had told me about this school in Italy, mm-hmm. Piscius in Florence, mm-hmm. that he was really excited about he was going to go to. I'm like, what? You can go to Italy to school and <laughs> learn to cook? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a possibility. Like, my world wasn't that big. So sure. I got really excited in that and researched it a whole lot mm-hmm. and guess what it's really expensive it's not, i was about to say yeah like yeah you sure can do it but it's going to cost you money not, and time you know. not just to go to school there but you know one to fly there two to have living expenses and you can't work while you're over there oh wow so you can't make money really Jeez. um so i do i want to be incredibly in debt just to learn how to cook so and was the answer yes <laughs> It was, well, there was a struggle in my mind. And shortly after that, I went to visit my 
my cousin John's sister, my cousin Lindsay in New York, mm. and I, I visited a culinary school there, mm. the Institute of Culinary, Edu- culinary Education. Mm. Um, at the time, it was at um, West 23rd Street, mm. just west of Madison Square Park. I don't know if you've been to New York, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you know, downtown. Why not go here? Yeah. My, the school, mm. I already have a, a degree, mm-hmm. I, you know, so I didn't need to go to CIA mm-hmm. and spend years there. Sure. I just wanted to get fundamentals, mm. you know, learn how to cook beyond what I already mm. know. Sure. So, how old were you at that time? This was uh, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I was, you know, late 20s. Uh-huh. Um, mm. Like, this sounds really good. It was, so I, I think in the next year... Got everything going. Moved to New York to go to culinary school, mm-hmm. and uh, it was great because it was all cooking. There's no like real lecture. Hmm. Um, uh. We we might have spent you know fifteen twenty minutes beginning the class going over some concepts or sure. you know talking about different things, but it was all hands on cooking, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just concentrated. Learning a year program, and we're, like it was really great. My everybody in my class was really excited about cooking, mm-hmm. which I hear is not the case at culinary schools in St. Louis or in mm-hmm. the area. Mm-hmm. For the most part, um, everybody is for the most part one excited, two they're driven, not just like uh, I guess this is what I want to do, but <laughs> they're. They're excited about what they're doing mm. and pretty good. So I think most of the people that I went to school with, I think my class was 15 people, mm. ended up in some some good places, you mm. know? Cool. Um, I mean, what's the uh, dream for someone who's going to that kind of field? What's like the dream job to land? Oh, well, I mean, right out of culinary school, if you're staying in New York, is the... Obviously, there's so many places to work there. Mm-hmm. I think I remember hearing that you could eat at a different restaurant every day for the rest of your life in New York and mm-hmm. not repeat. Mm-hmm. To get into a, a high-end kitchen, mm. I think everybody there was like, that's where I want to go. Mm. But most people I talk to in this area, you know, this is a, a generalization. I feel like there's a lot of going from culinary school into hotels Mm -hmm. and markets like that where there's not really a lot of you know drive to be excellent Mm -hmm. um Mm. just maybe they probably pay more Mm. off the bat so Mm. that's a draw a Mm -hmm. big draw obviously so yeah i i remember everybody i was going to school the places that you're looking for either externships or jobs afterwards were the the places in New York. Mm-hmm. So, cool. um, so this really is about prestige. Those kind of. I mean, no, no. Huh. It it wasn't so you could say, oh, look, I'm I'm here. It was like, where are you gonna go where you can learn more? I see. Yeah, gotcha. Um, the really skilled chefs out there and best sort of uh, operations. Yeah, hmm. I, I don't remember it ever being like, oh, you got in here so lucky, like because. Mm because you'll be able to talk about it, but you don't go from culinary school, even there, into, like, um, I'm the grill cook at 
wherever. Mm, sure. <laughs> you start at the bottom, right? Mm. Um, but our our chef instructors had connections at really great places. I I got a, a gig right after pretty much right after culinary school at a boche, mm. uh, which was it's it's like a block or two north of Eleven Madison Park. Mm. Wow. And uh, my my chef there, Missy Robbins, um, the year after I left, was Food and Wine's best new chef. Yeah, name sounds familiar. Yeah. And she won the year before, I believe, before mm. Gerard did. Mm. And then that year after I left, they were Michelin starred. Mm. So I was yeah. like, I really... I, I really had a passion for Italian food, hmm. so those are the kinds of places I was looking. Sure. And she was a graduate of the same school, so it's like I started looking at their menu and all the hmm. things that they were doing. And I'm like, this is the kind of place I want to work. Hmm. And so there, I really got exposed to making everything from scratch. Hmm. They had one guy who was... All he did all day was make pasta. Mm-hmm. Wow. One guy, all he did all day was break down meat or mm. fish. Yeah. And me being at the bottom of the, you know. Totem pole. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was like, I just want to set up my station next to the pasta guy. Mm. You know, doing my stuff and look over, mm. see what he's doing. Yeah. And that So that was really cool because growing up, I loved making pasta, mm-hmm. made pasta with my dad when I was a kid, mm-hmm. fresh pasta. And, uh, you know, he'd make, do that and make sauce from scratch and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, like, I know how to make pasta, but like, this is really cool. Like mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. do all kinds of different ravioli mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. shapes of pasta. It was really, really cool. Cool. And, uh, that was a big, like jump into the deep end scene. A, a professional kitchen, you know, one from scratch kitchen. I was doing lunch and dinner seven days a week. And uh, seven days a week? Maybe it was six days a week. Hmm. Yeah, six days. <laughs> and uh, just seeing what, what it took. Hmm. The level of cleanliness, <clears throat> um, working in really tight spaces, hmm. you know, being very very efficient at what you're doing, um, and level, you know, attention to um, detail mm. stuff like that. That was, you know, a very quick on ramp. Hmm. So, so how that leads you to be be a chef at a southern restaurant in St. Louis? Yes. <laughs> that that is a that's a long <laughs> journey. It feels like that feels like. Mm. A lot longer than it has are, are been. Are you from the area? Or were... Yeah, I grew up I grew up in St. Louis. Mm. Grew up in Baldwin. Moved to Fenton. Mm. Then, you know, went to Truman State in Kirksville. Then moved back here for a while. Yeah, so I, was, I wasn't in New York that long. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Really, two reasons I wanted to move back here was it's very expensive to live in New York. Mm. And, yeah, I was making a whole lot of money. Mm. Just kidding. <laughs> making mm. nothing like hardly anything it was it was terrible mm. but uh 
I mean, I love New York, but yeah. it's incredibly expensive. Sure, I'd move, yeah. I would love to move back there if I had a lot of money, but... Yeah, so it seems like a great happen. place for people who are rich. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> just thinking about it a few days ago. I was like, I would, really, I would like to be, you know, not even rich, rich, but well off mm-hmm. in New York. Mm-hmm. It would be yeah. very fun. Mm-hmm. Isn't uh, Park Avenue the main divide between, like, oh. the, the highfalutins and the regular people? Is it Park Avenue? I can't remember which one. I've, I've, we're actually going to New York. In like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. You're going? Yes. To your, oh, sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you doing there? Uh, she's singing in Carnegie Hall. No way. That's yes, This way. is her third time doing it, actually. Yeah. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Right here. Boom. Yeah. That's how you get there. I've done a yeah. little bit of that. Or be really freaking talented. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. As she is. I. So we're going. He's never been. Yeah. Never been. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost went there uh, to live when I was uh, around 19 and didn't do it. Based on my group, my friends were leaving there, dropping out of college. We're like, oh, New York, I'm making a life. It's like, I'm going to come with you. And then last thing I was like, no, sorry guys, I'm going to stay. And so that was this, this alternate alternate timeline right there. Yeah. Could have been. Where would I be? Well, well at, the time, at the time, I was an artist. Yeah. You know, like a traditional painting artist you yeah. know, kind of thing. And it's, they're going to go there to be artists and you know live that life. Hmm. I, I hear there's a scene there. I'm oh, there's a scene there? there. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, but back to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, I like to talk about see. myself. So, well, you're yeah. you're asking about the divide. Yeah. I, I lived with my cousin Lindsay there in a five bedroom apartment, at 110th and Madison, mm-hmm. which is, a couple blocks inside of Spanish Harlem. Mm-hmm. Um, we we lived, pretty high up and had, an okay view of Central Park. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I'm not bragging. Because it wasn't great, but it was it was kind of cool. It wasn't yeah. you, uh, you weren't slumming it. Hmm. Um, cool. But my room was smaller than this room, mm. for wow. sure, which is not that big mm. for a bedroom. Mm. Um, but you know, so I could I could walk a couple blocks south and be around be in some wealthy neighborhoods mm-hmm. on the east side. Mm-hmm. I remember just stopping in a Starbucks, a few, you know, a few blocks off where I lived, mm-hmm. and saw Katie Couric. <laughs> there, that mm-hmm. was surreal. Yeah, I hear, that's, I hear yeah. that you see celebrities just walking around. Yeah, in New York. It's, and... it's odd. I mean, like, I'd be walking around like Union Square, and like, oh, that guy's on Saturday Night Live. Or, <laughs> just weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it's. New York is such a small, compact place mm-hmm. that you're like. I can just walk around and see that thing that I've seen in movies, mm-hmm. on TV, read about, whatever, yeah. yep. and then just keep walking and see something else. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> I remember walk like when I first got there, walking around, saying, "Oh, that's," I think I walked by per se or something, and like that's really weird that I just walked by that restaurant or mm-hmm. I forget where else I walked by and just this is. This is awesome. <laughs> um, but living there, I, you know, as a student, had no money. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. so, so it was cool living in New York, but I didn't get to experience very much. Mm-hmm. So sure. f- I think it was almost three years ago, my friend Matt and I, we had been talking about, Matt used to be the, the GM at Juniper. Okay. Mm. Matt yeah. Who? Matt Duvall. Duvall, okay. okay. And so we, we had been talking about it for a while. Just going there to eat. Mm-hmm. So we planned a trip and went up there for like three or four days. Mm-hmm. 
and our only plans were where where are we gonna eat so mm-hmm. Monday the month the, our first day over there was Monday it was my birthday mm. we ate lunch at Gramercy Tavern dinner at Blue Hill mm. um, we ate at um, Paulie Brandt's place in um, Brooklyn uh, Momofuku Sambar mm. we had and but the craziest thing we did was our last night there we ate dinner at 11 Madison Park mm. Mm. but we also had reservations this is all my fault that he couldn't cancel because he had paid in advance mm. to get tickets at uh, Roberta's Taste have you heard of Roberta's Mm. Uh, I don't think so. It's in Pizza Place in Brooklyn, but Mm. they have a a tasting room, restaurant, kind Mm. of connected to it, same Mm. chef, Mm -hmm. called Blanca. I've never heard of that. You probably have. Yeah. Both those restaurants are on the the top 20 list Mm. of most expensive tasting menus in the country. And we ate both those in the same night. Mm, (laughs) So we went to 11 Madison and had all 16 courses, like, you know... Essentially, a meal to end all meals, uh-huh. and then we're like, "Oh, let's hop on the subway back <laughs> and uh, go eat another tasty menu." <laughs> we were late for, but they had already started because oh, it's once you know two seatings a night, and we mm-hmm. were late. Oh, it, it was an incredible experience, <laughs> but like a little overwhelming, especially sure, yeah, when, yeah. when we we're completely satisfied after eating it. Many would argue the best restaurant in the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I want to eat some more. <laughs> so you get into St. Louis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I can <laughs> a little more. <laughs> Boom. So back to the two reasons I moved to St. Louis. Back to St. Louis was one was financial reasons. Mm. And two, my most of my family's here. My my dad still lives here. My mom lives in Texas. Um, both my brothers and their wives, and now and now my both my nephews. You know, um, <clears throat> so I was like, ah, I remember my my nephew Andrew was, you know, a baby at the times, mm. and I, seeing pictures on Facebook and everything. Mm-hmm. I, like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm missing out on this. Sure. You know. The cutest phases of a kid's mm. life, or you know, yeah, before he becomes an asshole. One, two, three. <laughs> Not so yeah. he is, but no, just you know. Oh, he's he's toddlers so, and teenagers. You know, he's he'll be nine, and he is so cute. Ooh. He's still great. He's not an asshole, <laughs> which, <laughs> which kids can be, for sure. He is not. He's he's pretty great. That's awesome. But I, I, you know, seen pictures and videos of him. I was like, oh man. Missing out, so I'm like, I need it. I need to go back there. And mm. at the time, St. Louis food scene was doing pretty good. Yeah, sorry, you no, know? yeah, yeah. Um, and I even remember Missy Robbins telling me this is when I had decided that I was gonna move back. And she's mm. like, I don't know a lot about St. Louis, but there's this guy, Kraft, mm. <laughs> you should probably <laughs> read about him in Food and Wine, mm. and uh, like. Yeah, I think there's some good places. So I came back to St. Louis with a kind of, I remember needing a rest because it, it was just like I was going nonstop while sure. I was there. And so once I ca- caught my breath, I started staging at some places. There. I staged at Niche. Mm. Um, where else? I forget where else. But uh, 
I staged at Monarch. Mm-hmm. This is when Josh Galliano was the chef there. Mm. I love great alumni from that place. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and like, what, what you, what, you said staged? Yeah. What does that mean? You know what it means, but you're... you really? No, I don't. Oh, so, so if you want to work at a place, mm-hmm. this is a simple explanation. If you want to work at a restaurant, you don't just send a resume and they hire you or mm. don't, mm. you know, interview. So a stage is a working interview, mm. um, typically unpaid. Usually a, a lot of times it's for a longer time. Probably in St. Louis, it's more uh, a day or two days gotcha. up to a week, maybe, um, where you go and work with them. They, they give you various tasks. Maybe work a station sometimes, sure. you know, yeah. work with somebody. But it's for them, for the employer to see how you work, if you'll fit in there. And for you to see if hmm. you'll you'll fit in there. Cool. If you like it, if you, you know, because you really don't know. Like, if you come into Juniper, you don't know what the back of the house is like. Yeah, you know, sure, back sure. There. Yeah. Even, if you're, even if you're a cook, hmm. you don't know. Because yeah. every kitchen is different. <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah, I never so worked anywhere for free myself. Of course, <laughs> I didn't have much of a career. <laughs> yeah. But. my In my experience, though, it's, it's not entirely for free. You don't get paid, you know, with a check. Mm. But. You're paid to experience, I guess. Most, most places that I've been working, we've had uh, cooks come in stage. Mm. We'll, we'll send them out to the bar and send them, mm. send them food. Cool. So, it's, it's definitely worth Hmm. Worth it. So I start. I, I remember staging at um, Monarch at the end of my, you know, I think I had to go leave in the afternoon. And I talked to Josh, who's a super great dude. Hmm. And like probably one of the smartest chefs hmm. in St. In St. Louis for sure. Hmm. I would say the dude knows more about food. Hmm. He's probably forgotten more about food than I know. <laughs> he's a, That's a good way of putting he, it. He knows a lot, and he's a really good guy. Hmm. Um, he's like, um, I can't hire anyone because we're closing in like a, a couple months to hmm. remodel the kitchen. Sure. And it was a huge remodel. It was like they really did it over. So I can't hire anybody, but my friend Kevin is opening this place down the street. Hmm. So he gave me... Kevin Willman's number, mm. and I, you know, I contacted him, went over, I, I remember staging like three or four times mm. when I could, it was only on a Wednesday night, and uh, that I could, that I could stage, mm. or on a Wednesday, so I worked the whole day, got a job at Farmhouse, mm. like right after they opened, mm. cool. and uh, that was a, a really good experience, mm. where I was there for five years, mm. you know, worked my way up. Um, worked with some really great people. Cool. Learned a lot of stuff. Got to work with really great, um, really great ingredients. Cool. We're trying to source as locally as possible. Hmm. We got some, got to work with a lot of different fish, hmm. a lot of different Gulf fish. Hmm. Um, really, really fresh stuff. Yeah, it was really fun. And at, hmm. you know, after a few years, got a lot more autonomy hmm. and, was able to be more creative, hmm. um, you know, on my own. Start. Andrew and I started the tasting menu. Hmm. And uh, Andrew who? Andrew Jenrick. Jenrick. He's at Annie Gunn's um, 
Smokehouse, no. Mm. Cool. Um, love Andrew. Hmm. Is that, he one of those uh, kind of unsung heroes of the uh, culinary scene in St. Louis? Well, he moved, so he moved from Chicago hmm. with his wife. She's from here, so he, she was moving, wanted to move back. I, I forget, like, the whole reason why, but he was coming from Chicago. Like, couple, I think it was a couple years after I was at Farmhouse, he got a job there as a chef de cuisine. Hmm. So it allowed Wilman to step out of the kitchen a lot more. Hmm. And Andrew was running the kitchen. Hmm. I was a sous chef. Hmm. And and I was talking to, the, I think I think it was John Perkins the other day, hmm. that Andrew is one of the most passionate people that I know hmm. about anything. Whether it's mm. whether it's passionate for something or against something, <laughs> mm-hmm. I if you spend en- yeah. enough time around him, you'll like the things that he really loves. Mm. You'll be like, oh, I should love those too, <laughs> which is a which is a pretty good mm. compliment. Like, yeah. I learned about craft beer from him. Mm. Why th- you learn not just that things are really cool or great, but why, and you're like, oh, I, mm. I want to enjoy those. Sure, yeah. You know? yeah. First time I heard about Bourbon County Stout, which is his favorite beer. I've like, heard about that too. I've never had it, but I've heard oh about it. Oh my god, it's like oh, it's, it's a, like it's, it's an Asian item. bourbon barrels, right? Yeah, but I've had beer Asian bourbon barrels. It's it's shit. <laughs> this is like consistently one of the top beers mm. in the world. You know? Wow! Uh, and if you can get your hands on it, it's it's nectar. Mm. Mm. Fifteen percent, so don't oh. plan on mm. doing anything <laughs> afterwards. But Andrew's super passionate about everything, mm. so like I, I learned more about the, f- the food industry from him because mm. he had been at a lot of different places. Sure, yeah. Worked at, worked in Vegas and Chicago and stuff. Mm. <clears throat> and so, and he was like, he he was on the pulse of stuff that was going on currently he's very in tune with you know james beard awards mm. michelin stars all that stuff big cities what was going on in big cities who big names were mm. like ah oh. so i was following everything i'm like this is great mm. and i i learned a whole lot from working with andrew mm. cool. um yeah if you ever get to have some of his food it, it's pretty good cool. he, he makes delicious food mm. um cool. he's he worked. He opened up the. Uh, what was the name of that butcher shop in Woodoo? Truffles. Yeah, tr- the Truffles Butcher Shop. The Butchery is that what it was called? Uh, I can't remember it right now. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I feel like Truffles is a butcher shop, but I don't know. And it's also a well, restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Well, they opened yeah. the butcher shop. And Did so they? He opened that. Oh, and they okay. had, You know the Himalayan sea salt walls in the aging yeah. room. Yeah. Uh huh. I think. Yeah. He opened that I place. I see. Oh, gotcha. And then, okay. And then he moved to went over to Annie Guns to do you know all the butchery and charcuterie mm-hmm. over there. Hmm. And so he gets to do some pretty great stuff. He's cool. He he can. Uh, you can break down some hogs and stuff. <laughs> like, mm. like no one. Yeah, I almost took a butchery class from Bullyards. But I backed out in that second. Uh, just because yeah. I didn't have the time. I had a lot of stuff going on at the time. But uh, yeah. that, I kind of like to know how to do that. I know how to um, skin a uh, squirrel or a rabbit. Yeah. But, um, and uh, being needs to move on to other animals. I think if you eat animals, you probably should know how to kill it yourself. You know. Okay, yeah. Have you ever gone hunting or? I 
surprisingly have not. Hmm. Living in Kirksville for so long, yeah, yeah. that's like a, a mecca in, sure, yeah. you know, in Missouri for hunting. Mm-hmm. I remember working at a, a restaurant hotel there, and when it first weekend of deer season, mm-hmm. totally booked. And, mm-hmm. and I had, I've had so many friends that have gone hunting had the opportunity just never taken it mm-hmm. I don't I'm not opposed to it at all I'm actually really surprised it's never happened mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so how'd you get to Juniper so well <laughs> so rewind from where I was talking yeah. about being at farmhouse yeah. uh, before I even staged it anywhere mm-hmm. in St. Louis I think my dad sent me a, an article about John Perkins mm-hmm. he was doing these underground dinners mm-hmm. yeah are you yeah. familiar with Underground Wait, Dinners? Did we, one, yeah. him, did did you that one? We went yeah, to? we went to one. Yeah, it was when we first were dating. Actually, we were engaged at the time, I think. Yeah. I had shingles. Do you remember where it was? It was some farmhouse. Was that some farmhouse in North County? Yeah. Like okay. Florissant, north of Florissant. It an incredible storm hit at the time. It was like crazy. And it was kind of weird because um, some of the food got delayed a little bit because I think some of it took a little longer than they thought. Yeah. So it was a major break between two courses. Mm-hmm. And that storm started rolling in like this major, major Literally. storm. Mm-hmm. So, but it's it's great dinner. It's beautiful. It's, yeah. it's really delicious. This is before we were doing weed stuff, even. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you remember how, like what year it was? It's probably two thousand eleven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was well after I was. So I saw this article. I don't remember where it was, mm-hmm. but it had an email form. Hmm. Sent an email. Told them like what I where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. Like what you're doing sounds really awesome mm-hmm. would I be able to come help mm-hmm. with one of your dinners mm-hmm. I was I was really like like you know calling him chef like please let me come and <laughs> help mm-hmm. out this sounds so cool mm-hmm. like like I read about it, I'm like that's a thing <laughs> this is so cool because <laughs> that kind of deal is like a dream for a chef I think mm-hmm. to be able just to be as creative as you sure, want yeah yeah um, basically unlimited, not having people tell you what they want, but, but you tell them what you're doing mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, I want that. Or no, they don't. And so mm-hmm. if they do, they come, if they don't, they don't. Mm-hmm. And you can do it at different spots. Mm-hmm. Um, so send him an email. He's like, yeah, come on out. And mm-hmm. Did several underground dinners with him, mm-hmm. working with, with friends that he was you know, and said, "Hey, will you guys come help me with this?" And hmm. I and we actually did a va- an underground dinner on Valentine's Day, hmm. where Juniper is now. Hmm. The first, first what time. It? What was ever at been the time? A, um, nothing. Hmm. I, it was an empty building. Well, it, there were some offices upstairs. I think it was the same people that are there now. Hmm. And uh, the the kitchen was like a a kitchenette. Hmm. Like <laughs> there was a dish like home dishwasher in there hmm. a home stove and not a whole lot more yeah we did two a two night valentine's day tasting menu there hmm. uh, yeah it's first time john had done anything in that building out in the where the dining room is now there's a mm-hmm. huge staircase right in the middle hmm. that, that has since been removed uh-huh. um i don't know if you've been up to eva's attic the, there's a this cool old bar mm. it used to be downstairs. Okay. Yeah, so so I met John that way. 
John's a really great guy, so mm-hmm. I, like, kept in contact with him. Mm-hmm. I remember telling him, like, at one of the dinners, if you ever open a restaurant, you're going to hire me, right? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll hire you. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, so I kept in contact with John. It was 2015. Mm-hmm. It's 14, maybe. Mm-hmm. 2014. Fall-ish. He like one of his first chef had left and he contacted me about being the chef there. Mm. And, you know, I don't feel like this is the time. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I, after thinking about it, I turned him, turned him down. Mm. And then the, the following late spring, I guess I had left farmhouse in late, early June. Yeah. Early June, 2016. 15. <laughs> and shortly after that, he approached me about a job. Then I was like, um, no, I, I don't want to work anywhere right now. I'm going to take a couple months off. Mm. So I did, and then I got a job at Sugar Fire. Mm. Um, Which one? Olive. Oh, cool. The original one? Olive, yeah. Mm. Um, That's the original one, right? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Yeah. That place is a machine. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really nice system going. I have, that's the only place of its kind that I worked. Hmm. That volume. Hmm. The amount of food that that, that place puts out sure. is incredible. I mean, hmm. They have three, sometimes four, enormous smokers hmm. going every day, mm-hmm. overnight. Hmm. Incredible amount of food put out of that place. Hmm. Just, it, was, it was a different animal, and while it has hmm. its merits and, you know, it's, <laughs> very well loved in sales sure, yeah. it just wasn't for me sure, I so, understand that. but yeah. while while I was there I you know was more in contact with John and we started doing different dinners like it, we did some dinners at Brennan's mm-hmm. um, did a few dinners at up in upstairs at Juniper mm-hmm. um, tasting menus and stuff so cool. doing a lot more stuff with John mm-hmm. and then I guess last June I guess it was late May, early June. Hmm. I was like, hey, you want to be the chef? Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what that means. Never been that before. Hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I want to work. I mean, like, uh, executive chef or like, yeah. cool. Yes. Yeah, whatever whatever that means. Yeah, I mean, I know there's different titles, different types of chef titles, but I forgot to figure out what it meant by chef. It, like, I'm sure there's proper definition of what executive chef is. Sure. I'm not really sure. Cause, probably because I don't really care. That's fair. That's fair enough. Yeah. I think it has but, more to do with like the business. I think so too, and like relations with sorcerers and stuff like that, and kind of make it running as a business. Actually, as a business, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Less than well, actually but, being in the uh, fray. But I mean, I'm the chef at Juniper, and mm. I do. You know, I'm in total control of the kitchen. Cool. So I mean, yeah. I don't know what else. There's not a whole lot else I want. At Juniper, mm. you're kind of unless chief. I buy in somehow. Yeah, but you're kind of chief engineer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was, I I definitely didn't know what it meant. It's not just like having control of the menu and mm. you know coming up with recipes and dishes and stuff, mm. but it's a whole lot of one managing people, mm. uh, which is really hard for me. Mm. I'm not that great at it. Sure. But I'm getting better. Cool. Um, you know, making sure we have food to cook. 
Fair enough. I'm not, I'm not. I don't just <laughs> order from a food service. Sure. I, I I came in and drastically increased the amount of local food that we cool. source. Mm-hmm. So what, I'm ordering from farms. Cool. What's your favorite local farms and butchers? Um, well, I think my favorite ingredient is mushrooms. So mm. I I will always be getting stuff from Ozark Forest mushrooms. Those are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it's mushrooms or other stuff. They're really cool people. Mm. Nicola and Andy are super, super nice. And they're really close to us. They're like mm. a few blocks north. I think that's where the office north. is at. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. yeah, I saw them on uh, Feast TV, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, every place I've had that has their mushrooms are just, just incredible. Yeah. Especially their hen in the woods. Yeah, the well, I mean, they're whenever those are around, mm. they're, they're getting those the same place anyone else is mm. from people going out and looking for them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whether they have somebody that's going out and you know, foraging those or they have a forager mm. that's like, hey, mm. you want to buy 20 pounds of Hen of the Woods that I yeah. just found? Got a bunch of trash bags yeah. and a trunk full of shrooms. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, I'm if, if we have Hen of the Woods at Juniper, mm. it's either through them or some dude I know that <laughs> is like, hey, I got this. Man, there's one guy that brought by I, how, how big is this? I this is a podcast, so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gesturing, which is good for podcasts. A waffle size lump. <laughs> like four, four or was, five waffles. I think it was like, like a ten pound piece of head of the woods, mm. and that was broken off of a larger, mm. you know, well, you organism. Go around, you go around Goffey, Illinois. There's people there that have morels and amazing mushrooms growing in their backyard. You know, it's just, uh, I, my grandma, my mother grew up on a farm, my grandmother's farm, and, uh, oh, grandfather's farm before he died, but, um, they had morels growing in their backyard, just in the oh trees, you know, it's morels, they get big trash bags, trash bags full of them, and just fry them up in butter. Yeah. You know, and just, the, the, the only can, other way I can, I would recommend doing morels besides that yeah. is frying them. Yeah, deep fat frying, like just, bread just, them and. Just we'll toss them in some flour and yeah. fry them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, morels are great. I think mm. my favorite is Hen of the Woods. Mm. Yeah, same here. For sure. Mm. Oh. <laughs> mm. I, yeah, I, I grew up hating mushrooms. Because, yeah, me too. Because, Absolutely. well, I like the morels from my uh, grandmother's house. Because, yeah, they were either fried in butter or deep fried, like breaded. But then the stuff from out of the cans, or stuff was on pizza, it was like, ugh. Yeah. It's rubbery, mm-hmm. tasteless, slimy. Disgusting thing. <coughs> mm-hmm. My mom, love my mom, can't cook. She'll tell you that too. Mm-hmm. So, grew up eating some awful things. Yes. That my mom <laughs> but we'd always have salads with raw mushrooms in it. Mm. And I, I, I guess a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mm. don't like raw I like mushrooms. I like raw portobellos. Mm. I think that's kind of good. I, I'd rather have other mushrooms and I'd rather roast them with sure. garlic oil or mm-hmm. brown butter. Or, yeah. Well, generally um, then... It's like escargot. It's just a butter and garlic and herb delivery system. Right. You just meant to soak it up and you put it in your mouth. You know, it's kind of... Oh, man. But I <laughs> I love mushrooms a lot. Mm. I, I have mushrooms in, on two of my favorite dishes on the menu mm. right now are hoe cakes. <laughs> I always have, have them on there. Mm. And then in the smoked rabbit pot pie. I don't know if mm. you guys have had either. I have not had that, no. Mm. Come and get it. I like yeah. rabbit. Oh, man. Come get them. It... Mm. I, I promise you, it is delicious. Awesome. Mm. 
So how much influence have you had on the menu? Well, we definitely have standards that are probably not going to go away. Like, we'll probably have the shrimp and grits mm-hmm. in either in, with, in this iteration or a slight variation, but shrimp and grits, totally southern, right? So mm-hmm. we're probably going to keep that in the fried chicken. It's mm-hmm. the bestseller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, meat and three on Monday. Yeah, yeah I mean, Love that. oh God, that, how good of a deal is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shoot, so that's never going away. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably not going to change it. Like, I think our chicken brine has citrus, lemongrass, mm. fish mm. sauce, and mm. it is terrific. Yeah. How long do you let it soak for? A couple days. Wow, Yeah. cool. I mean, if you, get, if you let it go much longer, it's not great, so. Yeah, I've never brined chicken. I've always soaked it in buttermilk. But oh, not brine, brine, man. Yeah. I mean, okay. even though, even just the straightforward salt solution, brine your chicken, yeah. Cool. If you're roasting it. I mean, there's, there's different uh, schools of thought on mm. dry, quote, dry brining mm-hmm. or wet brining and stuff. Mm. But for the most part, for a home cook, brining your chicken is going to make it so much more flavorful and juicy. Mm. So I highly recommend it. Mm. And you, I mean, you don't have to fuss it up a lot, mm. but if you want to, you can. I mean, cool. We obviously have a lot of stuff in our brine and it comes through, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, have you guys had the chicken? Yes, yes we have. Yeah. Very good. good. I think it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It really de- I, I had some chicken last Sunday hmm. at a, a place I won't mention. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, my goodness, that wasn't great. But, it, I mean, it was, a I think, probably a family-owned place hmm. in West County. Hmm. Their chicken's been talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly not brined or seasoned at all. It was just mm. terrible. Hmm. <laughs> Yet you enjoy it. What? You enjoyed it? Or no. Oh, so I that's not where you're going with that. Okay, no. never mind. Okay, that's why you're not, that's why you're not mentioning it. He's refraining. Oh, God. Uh. Seasoning stuff properly is like... Okay, never mind. It's not, seasoning stuff properly sounds so, you know, elementary in mm. cooking, but it's essential. Sure. Mm. And when, it's, when you don't, it means the difference between this is so delicious and forgettable i mean anything that we do at the restaurant pick any dish like if it's a little bit under seasoned mm. you're not gonna remember it right. mm. but if it's perfectly seasoned you're gonna tell somebody about it yeah. well some places talk they, about it the next day but mm-hmm. some places they yeah. over season though yeah, yeah they have I mean, a lot too probably everywhere like we over season sometimes mm. which would which, which is bound to happen everywhere sure. it's bound to happen mm-hmm. i but think i think the problem is when they just have one season they do a lot of yeah. Instead of having this nice mix, this nice variety. Like, we love Indian cuisine. Because I love it. We both love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, generally with that one's really good. It's a great mixture of different kind of spices. Not just one jacked up to the maximum. Or even like yeah. hot wings. Like buffalo wings. When they have a good Primarily mixture. Primarily when I'm talking about, when I talk about seasoning, I mean salt. Mm-hmm. Oh, Primarily. okay. I didn't, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, over seasoning. Yeah. Well, I guess it's true, but the secret ingredient to most recipes is salt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. To make it really kick. Guess what? It's not secret. But, <laughs> but so many people at home, so many people at home, are kind of timid about it. Mm-hmm. Or one of the, one of the first things we did in culinary school, I'll never forget this, is we were practicing knife skills. So we were dicing up onions, tomatoes, and we made salsa, giant batch of salsa. Mm-hmm. And our the instructor, Chef Ted, I remember, is so. So great. I don't think he ever smiled, but he was super smart. <laughs> everybody learned so much from him. He was, he was so, so cool. But we were learning about seasoning, salt, mm. right? 
So he ma- we made one batch of the salsa, fresh salsa that was didn't have any salt in it. Had everything else in it, and then another batch that was properly salted. So we all, and we all tasted the first one, and it was good. Mm. We're like fresh ingredients. Mm. You could taste, you know, the the onion, tomato, cilantro, lime, mm. all that stuff in there. And then we tasted the stuff that had been salted. Mm. And you're like, oh my god, that and that was like that was everybody's first like. Okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, go back to physics, though. Why is that? Or is that more of a chemistry question? Salt is an, just a natural flavor enhancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's why we get Why is it enhance the flavors? Because it helps break the barrier between your taste buds and the actual content of the food? It, well, there there is, like, the whole being in, salt being in solution. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know... Is it when salt meets saliva meets the food, it just kind of all loosens up a little bit and just kind of flows better? You know, I... I, I used to have a better explanation for mm. why salt is so great, but I mean you can you can experiment for yourself and see practically mm. what what why salt is perfect and mm. not just salting when you sit down with your plate putting salt on something because mm. that's different than being seasoned throughout cooking process mm. like even stuff that you don't traditionally salt like a stock. Mm. I, put a little bit of salt in because mm. it helps draw out flavors yeah from from that to putting like mauled and sea salt flakes on stuff sweet you know desserts and stuff or mm. or anything it, it's just like man takes mm. to the next level yeah. salt i mean <laughs> if you if you learn to properly use salt you're you're just up to your culinary game mm. Mm. is that like the the industry term is uh Seasoning for just adding salt at certain times. I think, yeah, I think in general, when people say that, okay. that's what that means. Okay. I, I, I personally don't like seasoning with black pepper. Um, like, as in, I'm going to put pepper on a dish before it comes out. Or sure. I'll put whole peppercorns and stuff in sauces hmm. and stuff while I'm making it. But sure, it yeah. will eventually get strained out, but that flavor that? will be there. Sure. But I personally don't like that. On, like on things hmm. is it kind of the ketchup of cooking in some ways I don't I, I don't well you, you're using ketchup derogatorily and <laughs> I I fucking love ketchup well I love I <laughs> do, oh my god I okay I mean, I love we, it too we do but... a, we do a burger on Wednesday nights yeah. I don't know if you, have you guys had it no I think so yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything is made in house hmm. including the ketchup well okay. which I make to be as close to Heinz as possible which mm. is the Holy Grail of sure, ketchup. Yeah. No, actually, I, I actually like ketchup. I usually use the term ketchup to describe something that, uh, and other people do it too, describe something that is ubiquitous, is used to cover up a bad process. Right, yeah. Um, and so that's what I meant by that. Not, uh, I actually like ketchup. I, I know we're not getting into politics, but, I mean, this, this, this is a... Uh, Go current, ahead. Current events. Yes. <laughs> our, our esteemed president recently <laughs> put... Put ketchup on a well, a well done steak. Done steak. Um, yes. Yeah. So, like, don't if you like your steak well done, fine. But why? Just get something else. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's just a shitty steak and, uh, but, God, uh, I I love ketchup because it is, yeah. If you you can buy it everywhere, it's on tables everywhere, but it it is for a reason sure. because. It's this great combination of salty, sweet, and umami. Mm. That is like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. 
So go to Portsmouth. <laughs> Neither am I. You're good. I'm good. Yeah. Mm. Yep. But so, do you lift, bro? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> every now and then, yeah. yeah. You look like a jacked John Malkovich. What? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could do a, a Malkovich impression. Yeah, I can't do it either. He's kind of, he, he means, but like ketchup. You know, it's kind of the ketchup of actors. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the he, he just over-enunciates things he does, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, his his worth, one of his fi- people's favorite roles is, is it Rounders? Rounders. Where he plays the, the Russian guy. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. no, wait a minute. Is that Ra- that's Rounders, right? My brother Matt. I can't remember. Me. I'm having a. I'm maybe I, I saw I a movie there. Watch the pod whenever I want. I have not seen that. I've not. Okay, no, I've not that's seen that. That's the either. gambling gambling movie. Matt Damon. Uh, I've seen that one. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. But he plays a very embarrassing Russian server type. Yeah, or I mean it's well, it's his his Russian impression is not. Yeah, but it, it's entertaining for sure. Okay, okay. Probably was meant to be. Probably be like, yeah. oh, let's go John Malkovich. Why not? I, let's do I think, it. I think John Malkovich is just entertaining, period. Hmm. He's terrifying. <laughs> but no, I was noticing your guns. You know? I, 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 try, I try to. I need to get back in better shape. Sure, sure. Well, it's, Same here. It's hard. I noticed you have a, a door jam. Yes, I do. I, I also have one, but I don't. I live in South City, not too far from you guys, mm. but none of my doors are the right size for it. Mm. So I actually have a freestanding pull-up bar and dip things. How old are you? 38. Uh, I'm 40. So Congratulations. Just, just a little older. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, how about that? But no, just um, just as I'm kind of older, I stopped kind of exercising so much because then I hurt really bad. Yeah. My back, my wrists even. Oh. I used to be pretty jacked. A leave. But a leave. Oh, right. Drugs. Yeah, drugs. It's a hell of a drug, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and heroin. Heroin will, will help too, probably. Well, yeah. But I, I personally don't know mm. experientially. Well, I hear the best medicine is a shot of bourbon and a punch in the eye. That will wake you up. I've you heard don't. laughter is the best medicine. That too, yeah. I guess that's why my yeah. uncle died. But Christine, oh, gosh. I suppose you'd like to ask some questions. I don't know. I might. <laughs> Usually she asks the questions, and usually I don't. It's uh, okay. That's all right. You've been, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've been pontificating. It's good. Okay. Um, These are probably bros or something. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay, what are your questions? I don't know. Should I go random? Yeah. What uh, TV game show would you be a contestant on, if you could choose? Whew. I probably wouldn't be that great at Jeopardy, even though I know a lot of random shit. Mm. But a pal of mine... John Faust was on, and he's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, great guy, great guy. Yeah, he's super smart and didn't do well. So, I mean, I would be... Wait, he's on Jeopardy? Yeah, it was. was About two years years ago. ago. I didn't know that. Yeah. Whoa. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's... Some friend I am. Man, that that dude is like... That dude knows everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything. He's just a great guy in general. Yeah. 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 So, Hmm. um... I remember watching Wheel of Fortune growing up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We'll press your luck. Modern game shows. Anyone you want. Would it be on Survivor? <laughs> you know what? I've never watched that show. You, you've not lost anything from that. I, nah. I'm familiar with it a little bit, but... Oh, no, I, I don't really know. You can I, come I, back I, to it. I've totally not thought about that. That's alright. Not many people have. 
Because I don't watch game shows. Yeah, I don't really watch TV anymore, so... Mm. Yeah. I mean, I watch shows and stuff, but not on actual television. Yeah. Welcome to the 20th century. Mm -hmm. Well, life is a game show. Oh, that's deep. Yeah. He's full of stuff like that. Life is a game show. Mm. Well, life is like Pac-Man. Just keeps getting harder and harder and harder (laughs) until you die. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But hopefully it's fun along the way. You most, eat some good most, stuff. Most older people I know, though, it doesn't get harder. It's just like, you, you retire, and well, it's easy. If you, yeah. Youth is wasted on the... Well, also, old age is wasted on the old. They have the wisdom, but they're too busy trying to be comfortable yeah. to use it. Okay. Well, you got another... Uh, Better question? Another <laughs> game show question? By the way, my, my favorite John Mapush movie was uh, Con Air. Yeah, Cyrus the bunny. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Put the bunny down. Yeah. Ter- I mean, no, ter- terrible accent. Like, I, I recently saw something about, like, southern accents. And, please. And, uh, it's your whiskey, so I apologize. I'm pouring it. It's Jamper's whiskey. Oh, cool. There we go. Boom. Thanks, Juniper. Thanks, Juniper. Uh, <laughs> Our whiskey selection is incredible. It is, mm-hmm. actually. By the way, Kevin Arndt, who has been yeah. here before, yeah. amazing bar manager. He's a great guy. Yeah, he is awesome. He's just in the Sauce magazine that came out yesterday. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, he's super cool and mm-hmm. makes really good drinks. Yes, he, he does. does. Yeah. If, you, if you come to Juniper just for that, yeah. you'll be good. You'll win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Win-win. Absolutely. But the chicken and waffles with the fish sauce. I do like that. Yeah. yeah. It is good. It's a, I, 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 even before I worked there, I, when I come to Juniper... Which I did a lot. Like, man, I was like, man, I love this dish. Yeah. yeah. I, love, I grew up eating peanut butter and waffles. Mm. Really? Peanut butter and waffles? Oh, yeah. Mm. I put peanut butter on waffles and pancakes. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Mm. That was my go-to uh-huh. over syrup and butter. Mm. Mm. For me, it was chicken stock. Yeah. Chicken stock? Yeah. And is that a lot? Well, just put in a lot of different things. No, I mean eating like as a kid eating like when not as a kid when no. we'd eat when get older, waffles yeah, yeah. yeah when we get waffles okay I I, I would put no I'm not putting that right now I was like mm. what do you mean chicken stock you know, as a kid chicken I love cheese it's all about cheese anything cheese I like this kid That's even crappy so cheese odd. yeah people are, I don't know <laughs> what are we talking about oh god. <laughs> I was trying to rein you in. That's like yes, that's your know. job, right? You got you're the adult yep. now. We're the kids. You know the comedian Tom Segura. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a bit about like that's your thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like no, no cheese. Loving cheese, that's not your thing. When everybody loves cheese, mm. <laughs> like oh, you like to put cheese up your butt. Yeah, <laughs> that's your thing. Yeah, like, like <laughs> he doesn't say that, but oh my hey, god, Christine, what? What's the next question? Oh. Yes. <laughs> I um I was gonna ask if you had any online stats people want to visit. Any sites? Or tell where the Can restaurant is. Where yeah. do you work at? Oh, what is it again? Pl- is this plugs? Sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Juniper Restaurant, Central West End, three sixty North Boyle. If you want to hire me for like any personal chefing, really, which I did yesterday. That's an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw some pictures of. Oh, yes. Personal chefing? Bachelor party breakfast I did. Nice. That's cool. Okay. Um, yeah, it was really fun, except I had to get up really early for it. That was the only problem. But it that, was really, really cool. Well, cool, yeah. Awesome. That kind of thing, it, this in particular was really, really great because they didn't give me any 
parameters. Mm. It's just nice. breakfast for this many people. Mm. And like, actually, John passed on it. He was like, mm. I'm probably going to be out of town. You want to do this? Like, yeah, I want to do it. Um, they, yeah, it was just mm. like paying X amount of dollars. So, like, all right. <laughs> so I, I could just like do whatever I want. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Sweet. I don't Personal know if anybody's ever... How do people reach you? Or what's, what, uh, what, what do they do? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have... Yeah, I'm on in Instagram. Jeff Friesen, I think, is my... my. It used to be uh, Rhymes with Chef. Maybe it still is. Well, let me look it up. Over here. No, Jeff know. Rhymes with Chef. Yeah. Okay. That's That's that. Clever, huh? That was before I was yeah. a chef. I see what you did there. And now you're an actual chef. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so it's all full circle. Um, I hate when people call me chef, though. Okay. Mm. Yes, chef. You? I think it, like, I you know there's restaurants that do that a lot. I work places where they say, yes, chef. Yeah. And that's fine. I, there's some really high-end places I know that, I remember, I remember eating at Alinea when 11 Madison Park was there doing their restaurant switch. Mm-hmm. It was probably three or four years ago, and, uh. I'm sure there's a ton of restaurants around the world that do this. You are. Yep, that's me as a kid. Wow, Jeff Friesen. Right. Are we friends on it? I think you're private, so you're in the fall private. But you, you click. All right, I'll click. Okay, we did. You should unlock I'll that so people can see your shirt. All right, well, well, all right. Well, it's not just it's not just my food on mm. there. Uh oh yeah, so like. Call call an order and everybody in the kitchen in unison. Yeah, we chef. chef. Oh, we <laughs> chef. Yeah, chef. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, our restaurant is super casual, so, but there's still like a there's still order to it. But mm. I, man, I just don't like when anybody calls me chef. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Sure. You not do you not be calling sir? I say sir a lot, just as like a it's just kind of a natural thing. Manners yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah, ma'am. Uh, okay. La- la- last thing then. Um, the last thing. Yeah. Well, no, well, well, what time? How last long are we going thing. for? I don't know. Oh, geez, we're over an hour. Yeah, it's alright. Right. Just about. This is unprecedented. I know. Good yeah, job. unprecedented. Yeah. Um. I'm not really. I'm terrible. I I feel like I don't talk well. Like, you're talking very like, well right now. I, I feel like it's hard to like pull out of me, but. Hmm. Maybe, no, we got you going. Maybe, uh, I'm glad you brought this. Yeah, that worked very this well. This is the secret. That's yeah. why I asked people to bring that. That's the secret they talk about. That not the you know it's, it's booze. Um. Well, last question. Yeah, last question. Do you have any ask or request of the people listening? Watch Con Air. <laughs> Watch Con Air. <laughs> I I think I would like. It's really great. I've had over the. Last several years, a lot of people, not a lot, a handful of people, select people that, you know, diners that I didn't know, so this is, you know, new people to me, that somehow understood what back of house goes through. And I'll kind of preface it by saying I have a very small kitchen. By that I mean people that work in there. I have prep cook Rachel. She does. An incredible amount of prep and she loves it and then i have two line cooks mm-hmm. and a dishwasher that's it we're open six days a week and that's my that's my staff 
So when we do 160 on a Saturday night, that's two line cooks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. putting that much food out. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I do a lot with expediting and you know plating f- some food and maybe picking up a couple dishes and things like that. But they're like they're hauling ass back there, and so the amount of food a restaurant puts out like ours, I'm sure the like if you go to Applebee's or something, if they do that that many people, they like two or three people can do that food easily. But my guys, Brock and Zach, are really great. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm constantly amazed and proud of mm-hmm. what they do, how much they put out, and consistent quality of food that we do. I, I want people to look into, like, when they go to this kind of restaurant. Like, you don't even know what goes on behind the scenes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Respect to front of house. I've worked front of house, but like you know, they come in and sell you the food and bring it out to you, and they kind of like. I know when I go out to eat, there's kind of like a the respect goes to them and mm. even from myself, like. But man, there's all these guys and and women behind the scenes that are like working two to three times as much as the people that you see at your mm. table. Mm putting out this incredible food yeah and so seeing maybe uh, tip the cook <laughs> I'll tell you what when, when I worked at a farmhouse we yeah. there were there were a few regular diners mm. there there's one in particular every time she came in she and her husband or she brought one of her kids in or whatever she would come in the kitchen and give us at least twenty dollars Mm-hmm. That's at least awesome. sometimes it was more and but it wasn't just that she wouldn't just come in and like tip us she would she would talk to us and like tell us this is like after she had done she would tell us like like everything that she loved and why mm-hmm. and like tell us where she had been like it, like she was so great oh my god like mm-hmm. that was the mm-hmm. best those people the people like I, whether she tipped us or not, even if she came in and mm. did just show that respect and mm. talked to us about that, yeah. like how much she loved things and like those kind of people and mm. friends and family, mm. it is the reason why I do what I do. We say it's the best kind of tip to a cook, just acknowledge they exist. Yes, like mm. because our whole our our vocation mm. is what you're eating. Like, mm. I mean, if you come and get one of my dishes, that's me, man. That's, that's, I put thought, a whole lot of thought and sure. effort, maybe trial and error, mm. and uh, that's what I'm doing. And as opposed to an artist who will paint something, sculpt something, whatever, mm. and it endures, what I do eating shit out. Is, is put on a plate and it's gone. And then we do it again. We do it mm. how many times a night yeah. and it's gone. And then we do it again the next day. Yeah. Da, 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 it's gone. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of so like essential for kind of it kind of sucks, you know, a little bit out when mm-hmm. it's like ah, oh, I don't have any. At the end of the day, I don't have this this art to show you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I mean, kind of like an artist. I have an Instagram yeah. picture sometimes, but when it's friends or family or these unique people mm-hmm. that come in and have this appreciation that is mm-hmm. so, I I, I want to say unique again. For what you're doing, that that makes 
a, a huge difference. And it's so rewarding when people genuinely understand and appreciate what you're doing. I mean, it's like an artist whose work is a part of natural life. Yeah. You need to survive. Why not be a bit of beauty in that? Mm. And not as be able to make that happen. Yeah. We definitely salute you, my friend. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we did. Good answer. Hey, just, just come in and enjoy it. Like that. Thanks for joining us for another interview, people. Um, if you like this, um, do know that we do have a Patreon account. Um, we are taking donations. It's a monthly donation, very much like NPR, where you can spend a certain amount per month to help support what we do. Um, all of you out there who love our interviews or our Instagram, um, please help us out and uh, donate a little bit per month. And also, um, join us next week. We'll have yet another exciting interview. Um, this one hopefully narrated by Christine. And uh, I don't think I got too drunk during this one, so hopefully not. At any rate, take care, everyone. Have a great week.